0: Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before.
1: In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Truth Revival. Revival.
0: All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of Truth Revival. My name is Roman Hamilton. With me today, we've got Mr. Nationwide. We're back. We're back, Rome. Paul Chapman. Just before the episode, Paul was singing a little Stephen Curtis Chapman. Easy now. (laughs) Diving in. So we're just going to dive right into today's episode. And boy, oh boy, are we in for a treat. I'm sure that everybody out there knows what it's like to have an appointment with a dentist, a doctor. I myself know what it's like to schedule an appointment with Kia. Kia, uh, I regularly have to do the regularly scheduled <laughs> maintenance with Kia. Uh. You know, and I'll keep a doctor's appointment. I'll keep a dentist appointment. I, I, you know, hey, I forgot those dentist appointments. Not not intentionally skipping, but you just, you just forget. Um, Kia, I've missed a lot of those appointments, man, to get my oil changed and, you know, Paul sometimes those appointments we view them as optional Would you agree?
1: Hey, those Kia appointments are kinda interruptive appointments <laughs> <laughs> So
0: we, we sometimes view these appointments as maybe an inconvenience and we'll just put them off until we have to do it but you know what? If you don't keep that oil changed in your car, if it won't be long for you head for a breakdown. So I want to encourage you, see your dentist, see your doctor regular. Keep that oil change in your car. Try to keep your appointments. But we sometimes view appointments as an inconvenience. Well, there is an appointment that one day we all must keep. Mm. And, Paul, that is the appointment Found in Hebrews chapter nine, verse number twenty-seven. Yes, you got that handy. You want to yep. read that?
1: And just as is appointed for man, wants to die, and after that comes the judgment.
0: So that appointment that Paul's talking about is the appointment of of death. God, he knows the end of a thing before its beginning. And it is so difficult for us to comprehend with our limited mind. But God being omniscient, that omni, meaning all, root word being science, all knowledge, God is God has all knowledge. And he transcends time. So God being the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end, God knows the end of a thing before its beginning but it's appointed unto man once to die. We find that death is unavoidable. And of course, if you look through scripture, death is not something that God intended for man to experience. True. Right? True. So in the beginning, God created man. He said it was good. He told man, do not eat of this tree. Man disobeyed God. And when man disobeyed God, there were doors that were open that were never meant to be opened and in through them doors came hurt, sickness, bitterness, pain, sorrow, suffering, poverty, um hate, racism, and all of these things are like agents of death. Mm. Okay, all these things bring death. Yeah. And that's why the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So it's appointed unto man once to die. We're all children of Adam, and death is something that is unavoidable. And yet we we live our lives like uh, it's never going to happen. The Bible says that life is just a vapor. It's fleeting. We never know what a day may bring.
1: What would you say, Sunday, that that blink of an eye is seven
0: thousandths of a second. second.
1: That is unreal to me. I mean, it's just, boom, and it's done. You know, we talk about life and death, and if you'll notice in our world today, probably the number one cosmetic area is anti-aging. People trying to look younger, people trying to stay younger um, in their looks. And and listen, you can have that baby face, but if you're pushing 50, them bones are hurting, I Mm. promise you. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and, and and you and you start to realize, and and you said again Sunday that the minute that we're born, we are dying. Wow. And, and in Ecclesiastes, you you quoted that in seven that says, "Better is the end of a thing than its beginning." And I'm going to refer back to your your sermon a ton, uh, just to let you know I paid attention. Yeah, <laughs> that that. We mourn when somebody dies, and we rejoice when somebody's born. So in human aspect, we have it backwards. Mm -hmm. We rejoice when we're born. We mourn when we die, but the Bible says better is the end than the beginning. So we should rejoice if we're prepared for that day, if, if we've... Kept our appointments getting our oil changed and and we mm-hmm. and we keep ourselves ready and to go. We should rejoice in that day and, and be like, God help him. You know, when that baby's I know that baby's cute. And we love it. And it's like, but God help him. I mean, I re, in all honesty, Roman, my son's three and a half. When he was born with the way things are going, I told my wife, I was like, whew, I hope I hope it's not too bad on him because it, it's coming. You know, I mean, you think about the way the world's going and things are going, and, and these children that are born now, they're going to see things that we've never seen. They're going to be involved with things that that's just ungodly and never been heard of, really, in, in our lifetime at all. And I just pray to God that they're ready, excuse me, because in that moment, in a twinkling of an eye, we'll be here, and the ones who are alive and remain will be in his presence, that would be merciful Mm. instead of suffering. Wouldn't you think, Ron? Yeah. See, Paul, we've all thought,
0: you know, what is death going to be like? Because we think in order for something to be able to exterminate life, it must be the most painful experience that there's ever been. Um. I don't I don't know I don't know how painful death is. I know death is not exactly painful to the dying, but it is more painful for the living. Yeah. Because it you the ones that are left behind are the ones who have to have to deal with the grieving in the morning. And this is one thing I've heard about suicide. And anybody out there if if you've ever contemplated suicide, I want to encourage you Know that you are loved, that God made you in the likeness of his own image. You have a purpose. God has a plan for your life. And and it doesn't matter what the enemy says. No matter if you feel like you've made a mess of things, that you're full of shame and regret. Wherever you are, hear me, wherever you are is where you're supposed to be in God's divine plan take comfort in that know that there's nothing that you could ever do to mess up God's plans for your life. the enemy is not that powerful that he can undo God's plans for your life okay and so that's one of the things that suicide the tragedy of suicide is the the person who's ever trapped and they need to they need to get out or they they just don't feel like living anymore. They, there's a wake of damage that is left behind because it's the living that has to deal with the fallout. Are you with me, Paul? I'm with you. The living has; they have to kind of pick up the pieces, and they don't ever get to answer those questions. But it de- even in, under the best of circumstances, death is hard, right? Yeah, Paul, you have faced that recently with your dad.
1: Hey, I mean, it's. I was talking to a guy today, and uh, he 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 was. He was saying something, he would called me. We're driving down the road talking about buying buying some material for job site. And he said, You know, my dad's been gone 20 years. He said, I would give anything just to have one more conversation with him. And I said, you know, I said, just a couple of weeks ago, something happened, and I thought, I'm gonna call dad. And then it, and I I came back to reality. He he's not here. Mm. You don't think about it. We take things for granted. Like you said earlier. We just, you know, we we wake up every morning thinking we got this and this and this to do. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and we're going to accomplish these things. and It's going to get dark, and then we're going to go to sleep and rise again the next morning. We're going to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and we're going to do and it's just continue, 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 and we're not getting prepared, and we're not ready for for that thing that is that twitch to come. We don't understand. We don't approach life that there's a berevity to it. The berevity of life, if we really could see on that and take to the way you did that rope, and like an inch is our life and this rope goes on forever, which is eternity, and we're, and we're just an inkling of an inch on this rope, the shortness of time, the berevity of life, its it would blow our mind and we would totally prepare in a, in a different way. If we knew, if we were on a basketball team and we knew in three weeks we've got to play a state championship game, mm-hmm. we're going to prepare like nobody's business. But if the moment that we're born, we are dying, but yet we live universally across the world here, we live like we have a million tomorrows. And listen to this. We read Hebrews 9, 27. And just as it's appointed for man to die once, and after that comes the judgment. We're going to go before him and he's going to talk to us about everything we've ever thought, said, or did. And if we're under the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ, we're good to go. We're good to go. If we're not, we're in a bad way. But listen to what verse 28 says. You hardly hear anybody say anything about verse 28 here, Rome. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him eagerly awaiting for him if you're eagerly awaiting for him you're preparing for him you're eagerly awaiting that state championship game and you're getting ready and you're prepared for that because you cannot wait to get there if you're eagerly awaiting for jesus you're preparing you're studying you know and you're fasting you're praying you're fellowshipping with like-minded believers and you're and you're getting in a peer group that's going to keep you focused and going forth in who he is because here's the deal all flesh is like grass you look at a flower, the flower is starting to come through the ground now because we're starting to become springtime here, even though it's a little cold. We're cold in the mornings, warm in the evenings. Right. Those flowers are busting through it. My mom's at the farm and it reminds me of being a kid, but I know what's going to happen to them flowers. If it gets cold again, they're going to weather up. If they make it through through spring into summer, they're going to turn brown and they're going to die but there's a difference between us and them flowers. They're going to do it again next year. Right. But when we're done, Mm. we're either in heaven forever or in hell forever. Like you said, Sunday in that seventh milliseconds, his eyes looked up and it was too late. Mm. It was too late.
0: You know, Paul, we're talking about death and this may seem a little bit morbid, But it's a fact that is unavoidable. We need to make preparations for whatever comes next. Now, again, I've heard people say this before. I'll see you in hell. Oh, man, yeah. The uh, the great wide quote on Tombstone. (laughs) Tell them I'm coming and hell's coming with me. I love that line. You know, so... (laughs) We've we've kind of sensationalized hell as being this wonderful thing. You you know you've heard about these people. They're going to party in hell. They're going to be with friends in hell. And let me, hell is not going to be a very pleasant place. You need to know that because scripture speaks about being a place of darkness, a place where the worm dieth not, where there's Mm. weeping and gnashing of teeth. And let me tell you, hell was not created for us. You will be viewed as an intruder. When you get to hell, you will not be welcomed in hell. Whatever forces of wickedness and darkness are in this world, they will torment those who suffer from the punishment of hell for eternity. Hell will not be a pleasant place. I mean, the rich man lifted up his eyes, being in torments, in hell, in, in fire, and flame, and agony. Oh, my goodness. And death is an appointment that we've all got to keep. There's a there's a time that's out there somewhere. You only have a certain amount of heartbeats. There's only so much time that you have in this life. And and Paul, that that rope illustration that I did. You wanna know where I got that? I got that from Francis Chan. Mm, I and, used that at youth
1: camp one year. And,
0: and I would like to um, I would like to try to play that here. So. Hopefully I can get this thing working. Let's see what happens.
2: This is like the first illustration I did. It was 20 years ago, but I can't think of a better way to to explain it. Um, I actually didn't use a rope back then. I used a... Remember remember computer paper when uh, it was all stuck together and it had the holes on the side that you had to peel off? Remember that? I remember getting a a roll, and some of you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, which is crazy to me. But... uh, because that was the best, you know? And, um, and it never worked right because of the rolling things. But, uh, but I, I, had, I remember being a youth pastor and I put uh, that computer paper all the way around the room. and uh, But I'm going to use a rope now because I can't find that computer paper. Um, imagine this rope. Okay, pretend this rope just goes on forever. Okay? Just imagination. Pretend it goes around the world a few times. It doesn't. It ends at the rock. But... Uh, Let's just imagine this thing goes on forever. Now, imagine that this rope is a timeline of your existence. You just exist forever. You see this red part? This would represent your time on Earth. You've got a few short years here on Earth. And then you've got all of eternity somewhere else. This is this is your existence, and what blows me away is some of you. All you think about is this red part. Mm. It's all you think about. You're consumed with this. You go, oh man, I can't wait till here. You know, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to save, 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 so I can really enjoy this part right here. And you're consumed with that. And you're thinking, oh, man, I'm going to get to travel. Am I going to eat well? Am I going to do this during this part? And I'm like, are you kidding me? What about this? What about this? What about, th- what about all this stuff? It's, just, it's crazy to me because the Bible teaches that what I do during this little red part determines how I'm going to exist for millions and millions and millions of years forever. And, and so why would I spend this little red part trying to make myself as comfortable as possible, enjoying myself as much as I can? Paul says, look, I'm going to live my life for this mission. I'm going to spend my life, invest my life for this moment when I cross that finish line. See, I'm going to forget about all this stuff I could enjoy, and I'm not going to look around. I'm going to be like a runner just looking at that moment when I face God because when I face him, then I don't get this chance over again. We get one chance at this life on earth, and it can end at any second for any of us. We've got one chance at this, and then comes eternity. And I'm not going to be fooled. I'm not going to spend my life down here. See, people look at some of my decisions and go, oh, you're so stupid because that's going to really affect this. I go, no, you're stupid, because it's going to affect all of this. <laughs> Man, I, I, I'm serious. I, I look I look at the way people live, and I go, wow, that is so crazy. You are so crazy. You're going you're to do that right now, just to enjoy right now, not even knowing if you have tomorrow, and you think that's smart and that I'm dumb? It doesn't make any sense. Paul goes, I'm not going to look around at all this stuff. And it's tempting. It's tempting to all of us. That's what I'm saying. Down here, it's crazy because everyone lives that way. Everyone lives for the red part. No one's thinking about the millions of years afterwards. It's, it's, it's this crazy deception that we can't get out of our minds. And Paul goes, I'm not doing that. He goes, I keep my eyes on that. I keep my eyes on that finish line. And I'm going to forget what's behind me. I'm not looking around. I'm just going to, I'm straining because I'm straining forward. I'm like stretching forward for that mark. I'm going to pass this thing. I'm going to live this out. And I'm going to face him. I'm going to come before the judges and he's going to hand me that trophy. He goes, I'm going to get it. and I haven't gotten there yet. He goes, but I, you better believe I'm using every muscle exerting every bit about me because I'm going to pass that line well.
0: So thinking about pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Francis Chan there given that Excellent illustration on death. Um, hmm. You know, Paul, how much time do we have on earth? How much time are we promised? I mean, we're not promised tomorrow. That's yeah. one thing for sure. But in Psalms 90, it says that um, the days of our years, is Psalm 90 verse 10, are three score years, a score being 20, three of those being 60. So three score years in 10. That's about 70 years. And if by reason of strength, they'd be four score years. So, I mean, give or take the average life expectancy of a person is about 70 to 80 years. Would you say that's right, Paul? Yeah. Some more, some less. But I mean, you can just about count on 70 to 80 years. And then after that, a staggering statistic, 100 out of 100 people die. Right? Really? Really? Everybody dies, it's appointed unto man once to die, and th- that's kind of a verse that may sometimes be reserved for a funeral. But it, we have to realize that sooner or later, there's a personal, unavoidable appointment with death, yes, and it's appointed unto all men, all mankind mm. now. That's thinking in the natural, Paul, because it's revealed in Scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. All right, now that word sleep indicating death. We shall not all be asleep. We shall not all die. Uh oh. But Roman, I thought you said all die. All right. So we in the, in the natural man this flesh is is going to die. But the apostle Paul said this is a mystery. It was not previously known. In the book of Galatians he said that there were things that was revealed to him through the revelation of Christ that the Holy Spirit revealed things that that wasn't previously known or recorded, but it was revealed to these divine Divinely inspired men of God, like the Apostle Paul. So this is something that's new. It was a mystery that's now being revealed, and we're still having difficulty understanding it. But he said, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the moment of a twinkling of an eye, when that last trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and shall be changed. And this corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. There's, a, there's a, a parallel right there. He says in uh, First Thessalonians, I believe it is, chapter number four, it kind of continues that thought. Verse number 13, But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, or concerning them which are dead, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. So, um, there's something going on right here, because I previously stated it's a point of the man wants to die. Everybody's going to die, except the apostle Paul says we shall not all sleep. You know what he's talking about here, Paul? Yeah, go ahead. He's talking about the rapture, the 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 possibility of being called out or raptured out of the taken. church. Th- th- those that are taken out. Now, now this is not a podcast for, um pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, post-tribulation. We, I would love to get into that discussion, but it seems that there, it, that there will come a time, whether pre-tribulation, mid or post, that the church will be called out. And again, it's, we know it as the rapture, but he says, I would have you not sorrow. Now, see, that's the thing. Death hurts. We we all grieve, but there are some Paul who sorrow because they have no hope. Mm. And he says, I would not have you to sorrow as others who have no hope. Why? Okay. For if we believe, you see, there's a contingency. If if we believe, what? That Jesus died and rose again, even so them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. That is such a very powerful statement. There's some meat right there.
1: <laughs> if you will oh, be with. Oh,
0: oh yeah. So... <laughs> So if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, if you have loved ones who've outstripped you in this life, they've gone on to be with the Lord. I mean, even there, I'm taking for granted the words that I'm saying, but if you have loved ones that have a testimony of faith in Christ, the Bible says that if they're asleep, that God will bring them with him. Now I've got to unpack that, Paul, because I've had a lot of people ask me before, they said, if my, my loved one's dead, where are they? Where are they at? I, um, I, I don't, I don't want to have this thought that my loved one is in a, a cold, damp grave somewhere, alone. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Truth Revival is brought to you by Senior Lopez Mexican Grill, One Hundred Five Pike, Teleco Plains, Tennessee. Paul, why don't you tell our listeners what's happening at Senior Lopez?
1: Hey, take the family down Monday night for trivia, 630 to 730. Tuesday is my favorite day. Tuesday is Teleco Spirit Tuesday, where 10% of all proceeds go to the town of Teleco Plains, Rome, which is a great idea, and I love that. Bingo, Thursday night at 630. And Saturday night is live music from 6.30 to 8.30, so take the family down, relax, have a great meal, where the food is fresh and the family is welcome, come home for dinner at Senor Lopez.
0: And now, the continuation of Truth Revival. Well, that's not what the Bible teaches us. No. Because it says right here, if they're asleep, and, and we know that to be, if they're dead, if they're, if their body is dying, if their body's dead. And as Francis Chan eloquently gave the illustration earlier, we're eternal beings. That spirit that we have inside of us is eternal. This flesh is temporary. The corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. It, it, the, the, the body's got to keep up with the soul. But people say, is my loved one in the grave? Are they still there? No, that's not what the Bible teaches because... If they're asleep in Christ, God will bring them with with Him. In other words, they're already there. Now I know that there's other um, illustrations. We might not even get get to it right here. You see, they they may be in the presence of the Lord with their spirit, but they haven't been given their glorified body yet. Right that that m- the mortal hasn't put on immortality yet, but their spirit is with the Lord. Yes. And again, this is this is difficult for our human minds to understand because. This is spiritual. We have to understand this with the spirit man, and the Lord must grant us discernment. So, so God will bring those that are asleep with him. So look here in verse 15, 1 Thessalonians 4, 15. For this we send you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend out of heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now, right there, that's the that's the 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 fleshly body. The body will 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 burst forth. And the dead in Christ will then when we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. As God is returning, we're gonna meet them with the air. Mm. I I think about that old song, What a Meeting in the Air. Yeah, well, that's where it comes from. (laughs) And also, I didn't mean to leave this out, but 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 8, it says, to be absent from the body.
1: Is to be present with is the Lord. to be
0: present with the Lord. So if you're out Amen. there and you've got a loved one who's who's gone on to be with the Lord, take comfort knowing that they're in the presence of Almighty God. Mm. Look here, verse 18, 1 Thessalonians 4. So comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. Comfort. Comfort one another with these words. Sorrow not as the world sorrows who have have no hope. So, Paul, there's an appointment that we must keep. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm looking forward to die, and I don't know what that's going to—I don't know how I'm going to die. But I know that death is not the end. No. It's just a a momentary transition. And the apostle Paul here even says, we shall not all sleep. But one thing's for sure we need to know— Romans 6, 23 says, the wages of sin is death, and we've all sinned, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So if you want to have any hope of life in the presence of the Lord with A glorified body, a place, as the Bible says in uh, Revelation chapter number 21, where God's going to wipe away all tears from their eyes and there'll be no more sorrow. There'll be no more suffering, death or separation. There'll be no more heartache or pain. If that's something that appeals to you, you need to look further into the gospel of Jesus Christ. Repent, believe the gospel, pick up your cross, start following after the Lord. If you claim to be saved, Hey, walk boldly in this present world. The apostle Paul spent his life serving, serving the Lord, preaching the gospel faithfully, even under persecution and threats of death. He was determined to live his life for the Lord, not not focusing focused on fulfilling the the lust of the flesh and the pleasures of this world.
1: I, as you were talking, I was just thinking about um, how it takes our faith to to, be, to become in this in this walk in this in this way of life and and what faith really does it takes our weakness and presents it to a holy God who intervenes for us to where we can if we're a, if we remain that we'll be caught up with him you know if we're asleep we'll be brought to him Faith, to believe, to hope, to know. Listen to what this says. This is in, in Psalms 103. It says, think about that faith in our God. It says, verse 13 says, As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him, to those who have faith in him. For he knows our frame. Listen to this. He oh, remembers. I love that that we are dust. Mm. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower in the field, as we talked earlier, for the wind passes over it, and it's gone, and its place knows it no more. Poof. Mm. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteous to his children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Amen. Therefore, in that moment, in that twinkling of an eye, he will appear again and those who trust him will be alive with him. And then we could say the end of this thing is way better than the beginning. Mm. Because everything we've hoped for, everything we've sought after, everything we've molded our life and shaped our life after is coming to pass and coming true in Him. And who is Him? The Word. Wow. The Word. He says, My Word will endure forever. If we abide in that Word, we will endure forever. Listen to what it says in Isaiah 40, uh, verse 6. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What? What shall I cry? All flesh is grass. And all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. Here we go again. Mm. It's just it's just confirming itself. When the breath of the Lord blows it out. Woo! The breath of who? The Lord. Not the breath of the world. Mm. Not the breath of my boss or my or my peers or my friends. The breath of the Lord. The one who has established his throne in heaven and earth. That's who? The king of kings, the Lord of Lords, great I am. It says, when the breath of the Lord blows it out, surely the people are grass. Listen to this. The grass withers. You, me, every person that's been created in his image will wither. It's 100% rate, Like you said, we're all going to die. But the word, but the word of our God will stand forever. The word. Boom. Forever.
0: So that's the... That's the kicker here. We're all consumed with building up our retirement plan, working to build bigger homes, to buy better cars. You know, people are all the time trying to, you know, we want to have a better life here and now. But the Bible doesn't say lay it for your yourselves treasures on earth. What does it say, Paul? Lay it for yourselves treasures. In heaven. In heaven. There's something to be said about, um, there's another passage of scripture, Paul.
1: I'm still thinking about that everlasting.
0: (laughs) Look here. First Corinthians chapter number three, verse number 12. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay stubble, every man's work be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it be revealed by fire. Fire, try every man's work. You know, if any man's work abide, he's built on; he'll receive a reward. If any man' uh, work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. Maybe him, but he himself shall be saved. Yet as so by fire. So this, what we're talking about, you know, our souls are everlasting. Our souls are eternal. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. I mean, yeah, you can be saved by grace. Praise the Lord. But the Bible says one day our works are going to be tried by fire, either the haywood. Or stubble, or gold, silver, or precious stones—the things that we do for the Lord is what's gonna matter. It won't be how much money you had in the bank, Paul. Mm. It won't be whether or not you won employee of the month or <laughs> or, or player of the week. You That's know, true. It, it won't. It won't matter. You know it, how many jordans you had or you know this style of clothes that you had it won't matter you know how much you weighed it won't matter what kind of car you drove or what your stat what your facebook status was or how many friends you had on social media and instagram
1: yes what you do
0: for the lord is what will matter and so i don't want to like i said i don't want to i don't everybody shouldn't be like thinking about death well one day i'm gonna die I'm no you need to live now Jesus said that we need to be in the world but not of the world. The apostle Paul says for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Is gain. We need to we need to just look at death and say death you're defeated. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, yeah. I'm not going to be afraid of death. I'm not going to live in fear of death. And this is one of those things about COVID. Now, did I want to get COVID? Did I want to die? No. Did I want my family to die? Absolutely not. But you know what? I wasn't afraid right? because I knew that I served an omniscient God, an all-knowing, all-powerful God, and if it was meant for me to get COVID and die, then I would have got COVID and died. If it's meant for me to have a car wreck on the way home and die, I'll, that's what will happen. If it's meant for me to die of an old age you know, in my bed somewhere, who knows what? I don't know, but I want to make sure that every step I take, the Bible says a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. Amen. I want to walk in a manner that is pleasing unto the Lord, but I'm not going to live in fear. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love.
1: Sound mind.
0: Sound mind. You see, when you're afraid of death, you're always worrying. That's not of God. You're under stress. You're under anxiety. That's of the world. That's not of God. Do I get stressed sometimes? Absolutely. But you know what? I have to trust in the Lord. I have to seek God. I've got to spend time in communion with the Father. You see, the more I focus on the world, the less time I spend with God, true. The more time I focus on the world, the more worries that come with that. But the more time I spend with God, mm. the more I find His peace that passes all understanding. And I'm sure there's probably going to be people be out there and say, you know, well, Roman, if you're not afraid of death, and why don't you just go out in the ro- go stand in the road and and say God will protect me from these trucks? I'm not saying that you should seek death, and 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 trust me, guys. I, I want to live just like everybody else lives, but it's appointed unto man wants to die.
1: Mm.
0: Do you realize that? If it's meant for you to live, you'll live. If it's meant for you to die, you'll die. And we have to realize that the time that we have here is God's time. and and when I when I gave my life to the Lord, guess what? the the desires of Roman Hamilton they they died. Right? I gave myself to Jesus. I was I am crucified with the with Christ. This flesh is crucified. And so I'm not living for myself anymore. I'm supposed to be living for him.
1: You're made alive in him, Rome.
0: I'm made alive in him. I mean, we were bought with a price to live for Christ. This temple is supposed to glorify God. Mm. And so I want to encourage everybody out there. If you're a believer, your life, should you should seek to please the Lord. And you know what? That's where the greatest fulfillment comes. That's where the greatest blessing comes. <laughs> Why would you not want to live for the Lord? Yeah. Now, now, granted, I, di- I didn't say the the greatest pleasure um, or the, the greatest, um, you're not going to be the most successful. You're not going to be the most prosperous. You're not going to have the things that this world has because you're laying up yourselves treasures in heaven. You may even face persecution. You may even face suffering. Right here. It's Philippians chapter number three. That I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. The apostle Paul said, Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss, for the, except for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ my Lord. For I have suffered the loss of all things, but I count them as done, mm. so that I may win Christ, so that I may be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Mm. which is of the law, but but which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness that is of God by faith. He said, everything that I do, I just desire to please the Lord. And so we, we brought all this back to say, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? 1 Corinthians 15, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us the what? The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's victory in serving the Lord. There's victory over death. Jesus Christ defeated death, hell, and the grave during the resurrection. Mm. You need to know that Jesus didn't defeat that on the cross. He defeated death through the resurrection. And that's why we celebrate Easter. Because, I mean, that whole passage right here, 1 Corinthians 15, the apostle Paul says, listen, if if Christ is still dead, then your faith is in vain. (laughs) But he is risen from the dead.
1: Oh, he went and took the keys back.
0: <laughs> and became the first fruits of them which slept. So Ooh. so Christ, is, he now reigns over death. So therefore, my beloved brethren, I don't know how to unpack all this stuff, but be steadfast, mm. unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Mm. Come on. So wow. Uh, why are we so afraid of death, Paul? Why are we so in fear of death?
1: The unknown.
0: It is the unknown.
1: The unknown. And and, and because, as Francis said, we focus on the red tape area Ooh. of the rope. That's why we're afraid. The present. Because everything we've worked for, everything we've labored for. Listen, I can say this because I know when I'm in the middle of the struggle myself right now. You know I've battled for a long time in my mind what to do. What's going to happen to all this that I've sought, all of this that I've done, all of this that I prepared? It's going to remain. Because here's the deal: my dad, almost 200 acres, 50 cows, tractors, barns, hay, animals. Who's taking care of it now? Not my dad. Mm. He's rejoicing in the presence of the almighty. And here I am taking care of it, laboring, suffering, struggling. You know who to blame there, right? Adam. Hey. (laughs) Hey.
0: From the sweat of your brow, you're going to have to work in labor. Yeah,
1: you have to work. see,
0: See, that's the child of Adam, Paul. The child of Adam. The child of Adam has to labor.
1: Yeah, the but, child of Adam has to struggle. But only the child of Jesus can live forever. The child, see that's the thing.
0: Whew. Are we trying to? Are we trying to keep up with the Adams? Are we trying to labor like the Adams? Or are you building? A, or are you laboring after Christ? Mm. You see, we get caught up with the Adams, and we're laboring with the Adams. And Adam, all men die, but in Christ, all men shall be made alive.
1: Mm. That is so good. And this death we're talking about, you know, our physical man dying, our spiritual man is walking in this death every day. We're, our spiritual man, until he receives Jesus, we're walking in death every day. Listen to what the Scripture says. But when anything is exposed by the light, which is Jesus, it becomes visible. This is in Ephesians. For anything that becomes visible is light. Mm. Listen, this is so relevant for our day to day. Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you. Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you. His life will shine upon you, that death will be no more. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Rome. (laughs) He went down and took the keys back. Amen. Woo! That old key won't open a new door. Did you reference that already? No. About, about, let's find
0: that scripture. Which one? If we have to edit this, we will. Ephesians? About where Christ went down into the depths of the earth.
1: You did. Did, did I? You did. You referenced it. That's what got me so fired up over <laughs> it. I can't take it no more. Woo. We've got to understand something, Rome. We've got to understand something. This red line that we that we worked for, that we carry on, Sometimes I wish we were live where people, we could actually, they could see what we're doing and the way we're talking and, 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 and what we got here in our little studio to, to give illustration. But we work for this little red line. And I'm going to kill myself, like you said, so I can live this last 15 or 20 years like a king. But we so often forget. We so often forget. Psalms 84.10 says it best, for a day, a day in your courts is better than a thousand ever anywhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. I would rather store my treasure up in heaven than wallow in the in a pile of that rust and moth will destroy. I'm oh. about to shout through this door. <laughs> I don't under, I I listen, it's, I'm about to just throw this stuff and take a run fit. Go for Awake, it. Awake, oh O sleeper, for better is one day in your course than a thousand elsewhere.
0: Now Paul let's think about this. You see the soul, the the spirit man is is technically dead until it's made alive in Christ. Yes. So that means like the, the soul must be made alive it must come to life but then we only come to life through the knowledge of jesus christ awake o sleeper Woo! come your, on the, the soul is dormant your your purpose god's plan for your life it, it is only dormant it is dormant until we come to faith in christ
1: hallelujah through through, mm.
0: through repentance of sin that's how we're made alive in christ now now paul um I, I've, there's a couple things right here We got all these people who said, well, what about everybody who died before Christ? You said he descended down into the depths of hell. Where do we get that? Ephesians 4, 9. Now he that ascended with Jesus, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? Mm. And then there's also another scripture, 1 Peter 4, 6.
1: This is so good.
0: For this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead.
1: Oh, rule that they
0: might be judged according to the men in the flesh, but live in the spirit of God that the, the gospel would be proclaimed to the dead. Where was that? First Peter four, verse six. And so, the Bible doesn't explicitly say Jesus descended into hell and preached the gospel to all of those who were captive in hell. But we have hopefully tried to use discernment and rightly divide the word of truth. But we can almost come to the conclusion that this is where, you know, the Bible talks about Jesus descending down into, into hell to preach The the gospel to those that are in hell. And so to go along with that, we look at Revelation 1 18. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. Well, how, how did he get the keys of hell and death? He went down to hell, defeated Satan, and you know, arose victorious. Mm. Hallelujah! And so, death, <laughs> where's your sting? Grave, where's your victory? <laughs> a child of God should not be in fear of death. Now, again, does it hurt when we lose a loved one? Absolutely. Do we grieve? Yes. Should we mourn? Yes. That's where the healing begins. Yeah. But David said, "You know he he was he wasn't found grieving and and mourning and sorrowful when the the priest found him." He was eating and he was, he was, he was bathed and he was clothed. And they said, you know, are, are you not grieving? He said, God has revealed to me that I can't bring my son back. God has made a way that I can go to him. And so in closing, just realize that God has made a way mm. that we can be in his presence, but also be with the ones that we love, family, friends, whole, in joy and peace, and we can experience God's great plan and fulfillment as it was intended to be, where there's no more heartache or pain or suffering, death or separation. Amen. And what a day that's going to be in the presence of the Lord. We'll crown him with many crowns. We will sing a song that the angels can't even sing. And the reason we're doing that is because right now we're suffering. Right now we're we're mortal. Those angels aren't suffering. They're not mortal. They don't know what it's like. Mm. The, the Bible it will be will even be more blessed than those who saw Christ, because the Bible says, "Blessed are those who have believed, yet have not seen." Mm. And so that's why faith is so important. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Word of God through the Holy Spirit manifests it and allows us to see things through the eye of faith, and so. We've got a hope, Paul.
1: Victory in Jesus. There's
0: victory in Jesus. Mm. Close us out, man.
1: Listen to this. 2 Peter 1, 3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. His divine power. Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Whoo! He's called us to his glory and his excellence but we live like however we want to live and he's called us to his excellence mm. by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become, listen to this, partakers of the divine nature, oh. having escaped from the corruption that is in this world because of sinful desires. His divine power has granted you access to all things. Walk in them. There's victory in Jesus.
0: And that's going to do it, folks. Listen, you better not forget about that appointment because you can't cancel that appointment with death. It'll get you. (laughs) Mm. The things of the Lord. That's what matters. Not the things of this world. So pursue after the things of God. Be sure to like us on Facebook, Truth Revival, 37385. It's episode eight. Paul Chapman. We're out of here.